readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hi guys, welcome back to your podcast, your podcast, welcome back to my pod, welcome back to the podcast, Your Bookstore Besties. I'm Becky. And I'm Rachel. You are not Rachel. What's your real name? Oh, shoot. I'm not. I'm Daniel. I'm Becky's brother that watched The Hunger Games 12 times. (laughs) Where's Rachel? Okay, you don't know. She's not feeling well. So it's just me and Daniel. Um, And oh, Daniel, I wanted to tell you that um, after your episode that you did with us, lots of people DM'd and commented about how they really liked you and thought you were so funny. No way. (laughs) Yes, me. That'll shoot my self-esteem way up. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a fun fact, Daniel? My fun fact is that I can walk on my hands. That's so cool. I've actually seen him do it, and I've actually seen him film himself um, doing it. And you, how many how many steps do you think you can do? I mean, you can't even say steps if it's your arms or your hands. How many steps? Oh, man, I don't even... I mean, I measure it like in like the distance that I can go. I'm pretty sure I can do like over 100 feet. Um I've started oh. like putting in obstacles, like trying to go over like like ramps and stuff. Are you serious? And like around objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's new since I moved out. <laughs> it's pretty fun. That's cool. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I don't have anything as awesome as that, but um, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but uh, I studied abroad one summer in Costa Rica and it was really, really fun. And 1010 would recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Great, great country, great people. Everyone was super friendly and they had really great food and they spoke Spanish, which I kind of can speak. So it was really fun to communicate. Is that the favorite, your favorite country you've been to other than America? No, America's not even in the top 10. Um, uh, I would say Mexico is my favorite. Mexico. Yeah, I love Mexico. Nice. You've traveled quite a lot too, brother. Uh, I've been to one country outside of the United States. Oh, why do you think you've been to more? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Where have you been? I went to Israel. Noise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, what are we talking about today, bro? The Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Hunger and, Games. Um, I have to admit that, uh, Rachel, this is one of Rachel's favorite series, and I know that this is Daniel's favorite series, and so I I assumed that in this conversation, I was going to be like taking more of a backseat, <laughs> and uh, now that Rachel's not here, I have to take a more of a front seat for this conversation, so I'm a little nervous about it, but um, I do have some thoughts from Rachel that I was going to read aloud, and then we can kind of go from there. Sound Sweet. good? That sounds good. I'll let you know, Becky told me we were going to record this like four months ago, so I ha- I read all the books like recently. Okay, but like, I did tell you that we were going to have this this talk in whatever month it is, November. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're going to do an episode before Ballad and Songbird, Ballad of Birds and Snakes comes out on theater. <laughs> Which is this Friday this or the Friday? day this podcast comes out. So did you buy your ticket yet? Um, I, I have not. I'm going tomorrow actually with Sarah. <gasps> with our sister, Sarah? With our sister, Sarah. Wait, what? Because no one, no one else wanted to go. Oh, I I, I want to go. Oh, I have. I wanted to go opening night. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, is she coming down here? 
up here? No, I'm, um, I'm just going to go. Oh, after work. Okay. After work. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Well, I, I kind of want to see it Sunday um, just because I've been I mean, I'll Saturday. go again. You'd go again? Okay. I'll have to talk to Andreas see if he wants to see it, but he hasn't read the book. But I you, don't, you don't have to read it to enjoy a great Hunger Games. To enjoy children that. killing children. Yeah, exactly. In order to enjoy children killing children, you don't need to read the book. Um, okay. So I was just going to read some of Rachel's thoughts. Here's what she said. Team PETA. Team Gale people are wrong. And I want to stop there. What do you think, Daniel? Well, okay. I mean, obviously, yes, Team PETA. PETA, I mean, in the first two books, it's like maybe like you could be like teeter-tottering uh-huh, uh-huh. between them. But the last book makes it extremely clear that PETA is the one right. she needs to be with <laughs> for sure. You know, Gail just turns into a, like a bad person. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I remember reading this and I just have a really bad track record when it comes to picking the right, you know, um, I almost said pyramid scheme, love triangle, <laughs> right? Uh, the right person at the love triangle. Cause like even in twilight, like I was like a Jacob girly. Um, and I actually liked Gail better, obviously until like the third book. But, uh, I think I just thought, you know, back then when this first came out and I was reading it when I was like 10 years ago. And I just remember thinking that PETA was just a soft boy kind of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that initially didn't draw me to him. Um, but I think like as an older person, I think I'm probably more drawn to like a soft boy now. So, you know, that if I were to read it now, I might, I might feel differently. Um, I also, okay, this is probably a very controversial take, but I don't think the actor that plays Peter is attractive. Like I've never thought he was attractive. So I was always like, Ooh. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. You say that. I mean, I thought that they, I thought they cast him really well. I thought like, I thought he did a really good job at playing PETA. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as his attractiveness, I'm not even, I'm not so sure if he was even described as attractive because in the mm-hmm. book, I'm pretty sure they described him as like stocky. Oh um, yeah. 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 And I felt like Josh Hutcherson fit that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Talking about the book, bringing the text in. Love it. Oh, actually I have a question. Um, isn't, Katniss described as like Native American looking, like she's like kind of brown, right? Um, I think they say olive skin. Okay, that can mean anything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pre- they, so they live up in like what the Appalachian yeah. Mountains. Yeah, or something I always like that. thought it was like Kentucky or North Carolina that they lived in. They make it sound like they could be like Southern, but uh-huh. I don't think they are. No, I'm pretty sure they are. It's Appalachia. No, I mean they live up in like like northeast, so like the northeast no hold on i'm looking this up where is district 12 where is it's on all the maps i swear district 12 oh my gosh you're right i knew it (laughs) it's territory correspond wait hold on hold on no maybe you're wrong hold on according to the map of pan am featured in hunger games adventures district 12 is located in the northeast of north america territory corresponds primarily to the u.s states of kentucky ohio and west virginia I kind of feel like that's the South, except for Ohio. Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky doesn't even touch Ohio, does it? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that seems that's so weird. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm glad we, we cleared that up. Me Any too. other thoughts? Um, I do want to go this. back and say okay. that um, the books kind of definitely um, when talking about like uh, Gail and Peta, as uh-huh. far as like the love triangle, the first couple books obviously make it clear that like Gail and Katniss are like more compatible 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to be together, you know, they, they both go hunt and yeah. whatever. And then kind of people. Right. And then like Katniss has this weird history with PETA and like, she's like, don't touch me. Like, why are you doing this love thing? Blah, blah, blah. So like, mm-hmm. um, and you don't know like exactly what's going on with him and like what his game is. Like when I first read the books, I was like, Ooh, he could, he could try to kill her. Like, I don't know. Like, is this real? Oh, like, huh. Does he actually love her? Like, uh-huh. or whatever. So just wanted to throw that in there. Let's, uh, let's briefly talk about the history of uh, Katniss and PETA. What, do you want, will you remind us what that was? Yeah. Um, so I think it was like, uh, when they were in like kindergarten or something, um, she, that was the first time PETA had seen her. It was like the first day of kindergarten and she sang a song and that was when he fell in love with her. Um, and he went home, um, to his dad and it turns out his dad used to be in love with Katniss's mom. And, uh, he was like, she fell in love with them, a man that could sing. So Katniss's dad, who was a good singer as well. Um, and so there's a little history about that there. And then like fast forward into Katniss is like 12 years old. Her family's like starving and she is like on the road, just trying to like trade things to get food to feed mm-hmm. her family and nobody wants to trade her anything. So she's pretty much like starving under a tree and PETA comes out Um he burns some bread on accident, maybe, I guess could have been on purpose. purpose. And his mom is like, what the heck? And like, feed him to feed the bread to the pigs, you idiot. And then he ends up throwing it to her. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's like a huge like moment in time in their relationship. Like they don't ever talk about it or anything until like four years later when they're in the reaping and they get Mm -hmm. go to the hunger games. But like, that was a huge uh, moment in her life. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of like, inspired her like to be like oh my gosh like i don't have to start yeah great awesome i totally forgot about the part about her singing a song i totally forgot about that um thank you for reminding me um rachel's next thoughts are she said controversy behind bal the ballad of songbird and snakes and snakes should she have written it because it's about the villain so people hate it um it's just for that so what do you think did you like so we're getting into like the ballad of songbird and snakes um, did you think that she shouldn't have written it? What did you think? You know what? I'm, I'm down for any other hunger games book she wants to write. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it as like the first time I read it, which was like a couple years ago or when it first came out or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite, it didn't have the same vibe as the, you know, the, the first, the series. Right. Um, so I definitely did not like it as much. Um, but you know, reading it this second time, I definitely, and, and knowing that the movie was coming out, I was definitely getting more hyped about it. And, um, you know, I liked it much more the second time and I felt like I could appreciate it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the second go around. I really liked it. I just enjoyed just seeing the Hunger Games, like the evolution of it and how it was kind of like this awkward, the murder of children, you know, this awkward, you know, event when it first started as, you know, punishment for these kids and it wasn't like slick or like literally just threw kids in like in cages and then made them fight and then you know um snow you know he's an 18 year old kid and uh, actually let's get into the plot of this is spoiler so if you haven't read it um, we're going to spoil it a little bit here um so let's get into the plot of it uh it's basically set 64 years um during the 10th annual hunger games and the hunger games are new um like brand new and just like not as showy as we know it. So, and it centers around 
how do you say his name? Coriolanus? Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Coriolanus <laughs> Snow, who is President Snow from the Hunger Games when he was a baby. Um, and his family used to be really wealthy before the war. But after the war between, you know, the other districts, they are now poor and they're kind of fallen from grace in the capital. So this story is... Uh, the first half of it is set all in the capital, which is really interesting because you're kind of getting these behind the scenes look of the Hunger Games in this time period. Right, which um, you never got in the first series. Right, like there's more of that world building um, in it. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, so Snow and his cousin, he, he lives with a cousin, right? What's her name? Right. Yep, Tigress. Tigress, Yes. Um, so they live together and they're trying to make ends meet. And so he partners, uh, in order to pay for his graduation in his school, um, they partner the students of the Capitol with Hunger Game tributes. And that's when he meets uh, Lucy Gray Baird from District 12. And if she wins, his tuition is going to be covered at school. So he's very desperate to make sure that... Um, she wins. So I don't want to like do any more spoily other than that, but do you have any other um, side comments about that? Yeah, I, I do like how you, you know, talked about how they dove into how the hunger games was like really awkward at first. I, I thought, um, I thought Suzanne Collins did a, a fantastic job at like describing how like this wasn't the hunger. Ga- it didn't start out as the hunger games, you know, um, you know, and love. <laughs> Exactly. No, that you know and love. Um, how it was awkward. And people didn't watch it. Like people in the Capitol were like, this is pretty gross. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it was not a spectacle at first. And I do find it very interesting how, you know, as you go through the book, you know, Coriolanus is actually responsible for a ton of the yeah. changes um, that you will come to see and, and know as, you know, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the tributes didn't win any money. They didn't, they didn't win a house. They, they, they literally just put them in an arena and it was the same arena for the first 10 years. Like it never changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the hunger games was meant to take like maybe like a couple hours because there wasn't very much space for the, for the tributes to go. Right. They were literally just thrown in a room basically. And they fought to the death. And I assume it probably only took maybe like a few hours until someone was left. Right. And do you remember, do I can't, I can't remember, um, if you win, you just go back home. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. If That's you it. win, you just went back home. You got to live. <laughs> got to live. Live another day. Um, okay. Well, I'm really excited. Like I saw that when I saw the trailer, I watched it like three or four times in a row because the movie looks so good. Okay. Have you seen the new trailer, like the official trailer? Uh, maybe not. I guess so you, not. I think you saw the, the original teaser trailer. No, or whatever, I think you're the right. New I trailer. The, the new trailer is so good. Ooh. Okay. I can't wait to see it. It just looks, oh, it sounds so good. We've got Viola Davis, man, you got Peter Dinklage. Ooh, I know, all-star cast. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so how old is the president in the 75th annual Hunger Games? He's got to be like... Bro, he's got to be like 80 or something. Yeah, and they have like a 60-year-old dude playing him. <laughs> well, I guess they didn't know there was going to be a, a prequel. but Yeah, I guess not, yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, well, actually, I mean, remember in the first Hunger Games book, they were like, District 12 was only at two winners, oh, one of them is Amish, and the other one, we don't really we talk about We don't talk about her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Go back, going back to Rachel's, Rachel's thoughts. The movie adaptations. It's one of my favorites of all times, but it's almost universally loved. Do you guys agree? If so, what do you think makes the adaptation so good? Do you think the prequel movie will be as good? 
Um, yeah, I think the prequel is going to be amazing. I will say, um, okay, like the first, the first one was a little, sh- <laughs> I like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously yeah. I saw it 12 times in yeah. theaters, <laughs> but like, I felt like the other two don't even compare like, uh, Catching Fire and Mockingjay, like the cinematography, like the shaky camera wasn't, I didn't think it fit. Yeah. Um, Cause that was like the fir- the style of the first one. Right. And like, it was cool and stuff and like, but it was like really dark, but the, the second two were more f- like the camera work was good. Like it was more colorful uh-huh. um, and the cinematography was just a little better. And I felt, I felt like they didn't, I felt like they tried too hard in the first one. Mm, yeah. What do you think about in the first movie, how, so the books are all from Katniss's perspective, but in the movies, they take a step back and you see the game master talking to President Snow. And then you kind of see a little bit of the behind the scenes of the game masters. Do you think that that was a good thing? Do you think it should have been totally Katniss's perspective? What do you think? Oh, no, I thought, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, um, I did too. I, I mean, that's stuff that I, I wanted to know, you know? Right, right. What do you think of all the fashion that they, how they portrayed it? I didn't think they went far enough. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, yeah, in the book, they described the capital citizens were crazy. And I felt like the people in the movie were like, you know, they're they're wearing like some weird stuff, but I didn't, they weren't crazy, you know? Yeah. Do you think it was like, like it was the hair, like the hair and makeup could have been different or like the literal like clothes they were wearing, it should have been different. I mean, I guess uh, probably more hair and makeup. I mean, like, they literally described her stylists as having like green skin, pink skin, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like everyone had like relatively normal colored skin and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. Um, why do you think that these make good ad- adaptations? I mean, they really, I, I mean, well, first of all, they follow the books. Yeah. Um, they do a pretty good job at, cause that's what we want to see. We don't want to see something different than the book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it it makes me so angry when they when they change it, but they they didn't veer off very much. And when they did like take some creative liberties, I felt like they were rightfully so, and they did a good job with them. So what what yeah. was different that surprised you that you liked? What was different? Hmm. Nothing, nothing comes to mind uh-huh, uh-huh. right now, but okay, if I think okay. of something, I'll let you know. Yeah. Did it, what about you? Well, I was thinking, like I said, I've read the, I read the books 10 years ago, but I remember watching the movie and in the third one, the, the woman who plays the camera person, who's like producing the propaganda with Katniss Everdeen. I just remember thinking that she seemed so much cooler in the movie than in the books. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Cressida. Yes, yes, yes. I just remember being like, dude, this girl is so cool. And I don't know if that was, like I said, it was 10 years ago. So maybe she was described that way. But I just remember thinking that she was a badass and I thought she was very cool. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they got her spot on. Like straight down to her description, like the shaved head with the the tattoo on the side of her head or whatever. Like they got it. Maybe so. I'm wrong. <laughs> I think she's cool though. She was cool. Yeah. Um, so do you think that the prequel movie is going to be as good as the original three? Um, as good as, well, it's hard because it's a different story. It is a, it's a different story. I think it'll definitely be, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, you know, and they're both going to have, they, 
the series and this new movie are, are both going to have kind of maybe un- unsatisfying endings, mm, yeah. if you want to say. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, other than that, like I'm, I'm definitely going to look, I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I think it'll be great. Okay, great. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, just everything I've seen from the teaser trailer just excites me and I, I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, I think um, they're going to show a lot more fighting from Lucy Gray. Um, oh, you think? Yeah, because she didn't do much fighting in the yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks hides, like she's actually going to see some combat. Yeah. And then um, I'm really excited to see just the capital, like, you know, his house that he lives in and like the the people in the capital and what it looks like to live there. I think that'll be really cool to see. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's so cool that they, I mean, they're, the capital is like still being rebuilt from the war and like mm-hmm. they, they show that. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, Rachel's last comment was, it's a blueprint for a lot of successful young adult dystopian no- novels to follow. Name some if you want, but, and she named Divergent and even Fourth Wing, which I could totally see that. Um, have you read a lot of like dystopian books, like young adult dystopian? Yeah, I read, I did read Divergent. Um, <laughs> it was mid. <laughs> in my it wasn't, it wasn't as good, but, um, well, nothing will ever be as good as right. but and I, I definitely read some other stuff, but I'm just, just not coming to mind. What about you? Um, uh, I think Red Rising definitely feels like um a spawn of of Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. Um I never read Maze Runner, but everything I've read like read about that seems like it's almost very similar. That was another one. Yeah, that's definitely I mean, as far as like I mean, putting children in situations um, where they have to survive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you haven't read Fourth Wing. You're going to read Fourth Wing, though, right? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Okay. might take a minute. Dude, but... dude, no, I just got the second one, Iron Flame, and I'm, I'm only on chapter two, and I'm just like, this book is so thick. <laughs> so it's thick. so thick? So thick. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, did okay. you get the special edition one? I did, yeah. Oh, that's right. I think you said you bought it on the podcast. Yeah, it was at Costco. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, yes, please. And it's cheaper. Okay. Probably should have supported an independent bookstore. But um, I can't believe you. Shut up, Daniel. Shut up. Um, Okay. Let's see. Let's go back um, and talk about Hunger Games as a whole. I just have a a couple of thoughts. Um, One of the reasons I like this series is just the readability of it is just so incredible. Like, like I said, I read the three books over a Thanksgiving break in two days and I remember I couldn't put them down. I was so resistant to reading them. I think you were the one you were like, hey, read my my books. These are excellent. And I, I just remember being like, murdering kids. Ew, gross. And then I was like, oh, no, this is great. <laughs> um, so why did you, how did you get into reading them? Well, I mean, uh, I had a friend, yeah, you know, you know her as Monique. Uh-huh. She uh, uh, recommended them to me and um, uh, she was a huge reader. Um yeah. She would recommend things to me all the time, and I never would never read them. But I don't know why. But I, I chose this one, and it just sounded really cool. The premise was uh, sounded really neat to me, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The rest was history. What do you think about what are the themes of this book, the series? Like, if you were to like put it in a couple of words, what would you what would you say are some of the themes of, of this series? Like humanity, mm-hmm. um, maybe survival. Yeah love maybe oh yeah no for, for real you know, what I, one of the things i really appreciate about this series is that i feel like suzanne collins 
writes the PTSD perspective really well. Oh, yes. I've read a lot of young adult books where um, people would just like bounce back after like horrific things. And like, but like, you know, Katniss has like a breakdown in book two after after uh, PETA is kidnapped. And, you know, it just, the effects of PTSD are just, just so well written in this, in the series. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the third book, she, I think she breaks down like three or four times. Yeah. Right. Right. So I like, I like how realistic that, that looked. I mean, cause I agree. I agree. That was very good on her part. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the crazy twist at the end of um, Mockingjay. I just remember being shocked at the very end when Katniss has infiltrated and she's going to kill snow and then snow is on trial and she finds out that it was actually president is Alma from district 13 that uh, coordinated the blast that ended up killing her sister and Katniss kills the president of district 13. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, spot on i mean that was the whole reason everything is even happening is because of her sister right um, right the revolution is like based on her volunteering for her in the games uh-huh. and this is the woman that took her away from her um took her little sister away from her i, I mean i think it was you know you know rightly so for her to use that one arrow to you know kill coin because i mean i think the thing was she was just gonna it was going to be the same thing all over again. Right. Cause they were talking about taking the capital kids and having the capital kids now fight in the hunger games as kind of right. like punishment for, you know, like this end- endless cycle of, of violence that, you know, dehumanizes children. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I just remember being like, I didn't see it coming at all. I mean, like it makes perfect sense, but I just remember being so shocked when she killed her. <laughs> I was I mean, like, what? For sure. I mean, I found it more, <laughs> Uh, that the last it, the the last part of that book is just like insane because it's just like death after death after yeah, death yeah. after Ooh, death. Like everybody dies and i think that's everybody. another reason that this book feels so realistic realistic is that it kills a lot of people that we love and that we've grown attached to whereas like a, a other young adult or even war stories i've read like everybody survives and it's like that's not quite realistic right <laughs> yeah yeah i remember just being so upset what what death hit you the hardest Oh man. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's either Finnick or Prim, you know? Yeah. I think the it was first, the first one. Okay. I had to, I, I went back and had to reread the Finnick death. I was like, did I that did too. Just I was like, wait, 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 what? No, I remember like going like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> because she goes, it, everything's happening so fast so and she fast, writes yeah. it so fast. Like they have to, they have to move on. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't, process you can't it. move on as a, like reading it. You're like, I can't like, I need to process this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, just hit me back in that spot when I was reading that. <laughs> Oof, hard to hard to get out of that. Um, okay, do you? Uh, so we're getting close to towards our end of our time here. Do you have any other thoughts about the series as a whole, or Ballad of Songbird and Snakes that you want to talk about, or, or Suzanne Collins, or anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Catching Fire was the best one in my opinion. Um, I love the fact that. You, you know, they were, I think there was supposed to be a surprise that they go back to the arena in the second one, uh-huh. um, you know, but I knew beforehand, which I was a little upset about, but I found it amazing that you know, it was the 75th Hunger Games. It was a special one and that they're having tributes from every district 
who have won come back and do it. And it just like seems like such a slap in the face right, right. Um, to everybody. But the arena was amazing. I thought that was super cool. Um, that was good. Um, I just wanted to say say my piece about Catching Fire is the best Thank best you so one. much for your piece. I appreciate that. And let's see, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, I don't – let's see. I mean, it was a good book. I, I literally finished it like two days ago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to – like what are my thoughts on that one? I mean, I mean, it was just like a nice story, I guess. Like a good contribution. Like it, cool to see like where things started and stuff like that. I, I read a, a comment online that about the book that's the book is gaslighting us into thinking that like uh, Coriolan- Coriolanus is, you know, actually a good guy, even though he like is a horrible person <laughs> because you like sympathize with him from the beginning, um, you know, because you're like, oh, no, this poor guy, even though you like know he's a bad dude, like the way she writes him, you're like, oh, but like I want him to win. <laughs> like, And then you realize that he's a bad person at the end and betraying i don't want to i'm not gonna spoil the actual ending but um yeah it was i i really uh i really enjoyed it funny funny you you bring that up i mean like as i was reading it knowing basically what was going to happen like you could see like little things in the in the story where it was like hmm like that doesn't like you know that it's she's writing him to sound like good or or like you're kind of rooting for him to to win but you can see like little instances where she where he's not a good dude exactly exactly just little instances until finally i mean you know how not gonna have to reread it definitely reread that um okay well thank you so much for coming on daniel i really enjoyed talking to you about your favorite series oh this went better than i i thought it was gonna go so (laughs) i'm sorry that talking to me was gonna be awkward (laughs) becky i'm just awkward that's it that's okay i'm awkward too um, are you reading anything right now? Um, <laughs> I'm reading a book called Rising Water. I forget the the name of the author, but it's for like fifth graders. <laughs> so okay. tell tell everybody what you're doing. What I'm doing? Yeah, with the the Helen Ruffin Reading Bowl book. Oh, um, okay. So in fourth grade through eighth grade, um, Georgia has a competition called the Helen Ruffin Reading Bowl. Um, your school puts together a team of 10 kids and uh, there's 20 books that you guys all read collectively. And uh, you basically go to a competition and you answer questions on them. And I uh, did that from fourth grade to eighth grade. So five years and yeah, so that's there. So that was a hundred books. And I didn't, I didn't get to read all of them. So I'm just kind of going back and I'm I'm rereading all of them. So are you, So you're reading, you're not just reading the ones you didn't read. You're reading every single one. Yeah. Every single one. Yep. That's, that's very cool. And are you able to find them all? Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, because it was so long ago, like all them, you can find them online for like a dollar (laughs) fifty. So, I mean, they're they're not in libraries. They're not in libraries. They're so old that, you know, they're, they're out of there now, (laughs) but you can buy them online for pretty cheap. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, good luck on your Helen Ruffin reading bowl challenge. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, I don't know if we are going to have an episode next week uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, so it'll be a surprise. We are going to find out. I have to message Rachel when she's feeling better and see what we're going to do. Um, but thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy this podcast and we hope that you watch the movie. If you did, let us know. If you read the book, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it and just your thoughts on Hunger Games in general. 
So we will see you guys next week or maybe next week. (laughs) All right. Bye. And may the odds be ever in your favor. What a great ending. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like share and subscribe. So more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.